Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? 73. Glory, honor, praise, and pure oblations. Unto God the Lord belong. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. Come before him with a song. In his hand is all the power of nations. Sing to him, ye joyous congregations, songs of gratitude and praise unto God the Father raise him 73. like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. 
click on that and you will see where to click for the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is return, be joyful and peaceful in the ever presence of God. And the readings will now be given by Florence from Georgia. The Bible, Psalm. O clap your hands, all ye people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. Isaiah. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, thy walls out continually before me. Matthew And Jesus departed from thence, and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee, and went up into a mountain, and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Luke And he spake this parable unto them, saying, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, 
and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. And he was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his eldest son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which had devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should be merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. Isaiah, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Rejoice always in ever-present love. Teach them that their being is sustained by spirit, not by matter, and that they find health, peace, and harmony in God, divine love. We are hungry for love, for the white-winged charity that heals and saves. We are tired of theoretic husks, as tired as was the prodigal son of the carobs which he shared with the swine, to whom he fed that wholesome but unattractive food. Like him, we would find our Father's house again, the perfect and eternal principle of man. We thirst for inspiring wine from the vine which our Father tends. We crave the privilege of saying to the sick, when their feebleness calls for help, rise and walk. We rejoice to say, in the spirit of our Master, stretch forth thy hand and be whole. 
Man's wisdom finds no satisfaction in sin, since God has sentenced sin to suffer. The sharp experiences of belief in the supposititious life of matter, as well as our disappointments and ceaseless woes, turn us like tired children to the arms of divine love. Then we begin to learn life in divine science. Without this process of weaning, canst thou by searching find out God? Not materially, but spiritually, we know him as divine mind, as life, truth, and love. We shall obey and adore in proportion as we apprehend the divine nature and love him understandingly, worrying no more over the corporeality, but rejoicing in the affluence of our God. Harmony is produced by its principle, is controlled by it, and abides with it. Divine principle is the life of man. Man's happiness is not, therefore, at the disposal of physical sense. Truth is not contaminated by error. Harmony in man is as beautiful as in music, and discord is unnatural, unreal. I learned these truths in divine science, that all real being is in God, the divine mind, and that life, truth, and love are all powerful and ever-present that the opposite of truth, called error, sin, sickness, disease, death, is the false testimony of false material sense, of mind in matter, that this false sense evolves in belief, a subjective state of mortal mind, which this same so-called mind names matter, thereby shutting out the true sense of spirit. As Christian scientists, you seek to define God to your own consciousness by feeling and applying the nature and practical possibilities of divine love to gain the absolute and supreme certainty that Christianity is now what Christ Jesus taught and demonstrated, health, holiness, immortality. The highest spiritual Christianity in individual lives is indispensable to the acquiring of greater power in the perfected science of healing all manner of diseases. Divine science has rolled away the stone from the sepulchre of our Lord and there has risen to the awakened thought the majestic atonement of divine love. The atonement with Christ has appeared, not through vicarious suffering, whereby the just obtain a pardon for the unjust, but through the eternal law of justice, wherein sinners suffer for their own sins, repent, forsake sin, love God, and keep his commandments, thence to receive the reward of righteousness, salvation from sin, 
not through the death of a man, but through a divine life, which is our Redeemer. Loyal Christian scientists, be of good cheer. The night is far spent. The day dawns. God's universal kingdom will appear. Love will reign in every heart, and his will be done on earth as in heaven. So let us meekly meet, mercifully forgive, wisely ponder, and lovingly scan the convulsions of mortal mind, that its sudden sallies may help us, not to a start, but to a tenure of unprecarious joy. Rich hope have I in him who says in his heart, I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Let us rejoice that we are subject to the divine powers that be. Such is the true science of being. Any other theory of life or God is delusive and mythological. O gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O life divine that owns each waiting hour, thou love that guards the nestling's faltering's flight, keep thou my child on upward wing tonight. The Lord reigneth, let the earth Rejoice. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 56. Father, thou joy of loving hearts, thou fount of life, thou light of men, from all the best that earth imparts, we turn unfilled to thee again. Hymn number 56.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, March 29th, 2023. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. And we warmly welcome everyone from everywhere to all of our services, in person, on the telephone, or over the internet. Every Sunday morning, we have our weekly church service at 11 a.m. But an hour before the service at 10 a.m., we have our weekly roundtable discussion. This is where we discuss the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science. So be sure to join us every Sunday morning for a lively roundtable discussion at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11 o'clock. And we have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock also. Our Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. Many of the students live out of state, and they attend by calling in on the telephone through a special dedicated teleconference number. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get that phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, where you'll find the very finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. There are other wonderful writings by Mary Baker Eddy that you might not be aware of, and writings by students who lived in her home and were taught directly by her. There is quite a variety of helpful literature on our website, and you will always find something there that will lift your spirit and meet your need, whatever that need might be. And all the resources we have on the website are free. There is never a charge. You don't have to join anything or anything like that. Our goal is to spread Mrs. Eddy's teachings around the world. And to aid in that goal, we also have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. So feel free to look through our websites. As I said, they're all free. And we have a well-equipped nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, this section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise 
and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. <clears throat> so for everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind, when you do, we are going to be able to hear you, as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Luann from New York. Go ahead, please. Thank you. When I was in my early 20s, I was living with a friend who was kind enough to take me in. I was working at a moxin factory, trying desperately to move forward in life. It seemed no matter what I did, the past continued to plague me. I was weighed down by nightmares and suffered deeply from anxiety, making it impossible to move on. I could not let go of the abuse I endured as a child and longed for death to save me. I prayed every night for God to take me to heaven with him. One day I came home from work feeling sick and laid on my bed. I could feel my breathing slowing down until it stopped. In an instant, I was floating above the bed, looking down at my body. It took me a moment to realize what was happening. I was alive without the encumbrance of my material body. I held my arm out in front of my eyes to see what I looked like. All I could see was clear water where my arm should have been. I started to panic, thinking, I'm dead, but then realized I can't be dead. I'm still here. After that, I made my way out of the bedroom and down the hall to the top of the stairs. I looked down the stairs, then back to the bedroom. Then I started going down the stairway. I could hear my friend preparing dinner in the kitchen. Everything I saw was made up of the most amazing colors I had ever seen in my life. In my mind, I knew that they represented something. Sometimes the colors would overlap each other and make new colors. It was the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. As I reached the bottom of the stairs, I thought about my mom and how sad she would be and how I would never be there again to protect her. I started to panic. What if I go outside and I just float away? How will I get back? I began to worry that my friend would find my body and take it away. Then I heard a loud voice say, go back. I said, I want to see God. Again, with greater command, it said, go back. I immediately began moving my arms in a swimming motion as I now assumed I was under the water. 
trying to get back to where my body lay on the bed. I remember when I opened my eyes, I felt like I was trapped behind a wall, looking through two holes. After a while, I got up and walked down the stairs to the kitchen. The colors were gone and everything was back the way it was before. I spent many years in confusion about the whole ordeal until God led me here to the Plainfield Christian Science Church and my practitioner so that I can gain understanding and put an end to thinking that death was the only way to escape from my problems. I now understand that life is eternal. I didn't escape the problems of abusive childhood by dying. I was still dealing with a personal sense of my mother and all the fears of childhood when I was seemingly dead. The only way to overcome them is with truth. I'm deeply grateful to my practitioner for guiding me through the process of overcoming my childhood and bringing me and bringing about a wonderful healing. I had not realized it at the time, but I had seen God in all those amazing colors. I saw love, hope, strength and courage, charity and prosperity, life and truth. I realize now, even though not as vividly, those colors are everywhere I look, even inside of me. I have a great deal of respect for life and cherish every minute in it. I am so grateful to God for this experience and for Christian science and all that I am learning here. I am deeply grateful for all I've been given. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead, please. Yes, good evening. Um, thank you for those joyous readings. Our God is good, and wow, that testimony was awesome. Um, for most of my life, since about the age of 12, I've been somewhat tormented by food. I've always loved food, and in fact, I was fortunate enough to attend culinary school after my children grew up. But that's another testimony for another time. In the meantime, I was on one diet or another from the age of 12. I remember as a child reading the back of a comic book to my parents with an advertisement for an overweight camp for kids. Mind you, I was quite normal size. As a young mother, my kids would often say, Mom, aren't you having dinner? Or why aren't you eating what we're eating? I would explain it away. As a Christian scientist, I knew there was something very off about this behavior. I knew this was not how I should be viewing myself or acting. In the last several years, I've been earnestly trying and listening for a different way to think about food. I knew that it was ungodly to worry about it and to give it so much thought. But when my husband passed on and I had no one in the house to cook for anymore, I lost interest in cooking and didn't eat much at all. This was obviously the wrong approach as well. I started eating diet meals mainly for the convenience, but if being honest, I would have to admit that inside I was still glad to be on a diet. It wasn't until reading Doris Evans' book and her article about dieting and substance and size and form that I finally realized that it was time to give up all of my old hypocritical concepts about matter and the size of it. 
I am so grateful for her approach from a Christian science standpoint of just eating what seems normal and good, and the key, not being tempted to eat for human amusement. This was huge for me as I often felt I was rewarding myself with a snack or a sweet. I'm so grateful to find a way that feels true to who I am as a perfect idea in the mind that is God. The worry and the fear and the torment have all dropped away. This is Eddie's beautiful hymn entitled Love, on page 30 of the Christian Science Hymnal, sums it up. It says, Fed by thy love alone we live, for love alone is life. Thank you, and good night. Thank you. Karen from California. Go ahead, please. Good evening, and thank you for those beautiful readings, Florence. I am very grateful to God for his protection while traveling last November. My husband and I had an opportunity to go to Georgia to see my son and his family, and also to go to the Chosen's theatrical release in Atlanta. To paraphrase a quote of Mrs. Eddy's, on page 133 of Divinity Course and General Collectania, or the Blue Book, quote, Remember that unless you travel mentally, if you don't tra traverse new lands spiritually, you have wasted your time, money, and effort, and you will get nothing out of it. Don't do less science, but more. I had, unquote. I had not done any traveling since before the forced shutdown in 2020. I was not excited about traveling, but I very much wanted to go to this event if it was where God wanted me to be. In talking to my practitioner about this, she reminded me that it is all going on in mind and therefore is a complete idea and already done. My husband was very open to the idea. He started looking into airfares and schedules. I asked my son, who lives an hour and a half outside of Atlanta, if it was a good time for us to visit. He said it was because the basketball team that he coaches was starting their season that weekend just before we needed to be in Atlanta, so we could go to three games. Also, my grandchildren were going to have a three-day weekend because of the Veterans Day holiday. As I kept praying to know that my only desire was to do the will of my father, it came to me that if we were going to the chosen event, there was someone very special that I, someone very special that I wanted to invite to go with us. When I invited her, she was so grateful and said she would love to join us. There was also a very long-time friend of my husband's that had been dealing with some serious health issues, and he very much wanted to see her. She had recently moved from Texas to her new home just outside of Atlanta. More and more, it looked like God was opening the way for us to go on this trip. After booking flights and places to stay, 
I started to get a little fearful about traveling and the concerns about the nameless nothing. I had stopped wearing a mask as soon as it was no longer a mandate and never had any vaccination shots. One of my children wanted me to consider wearing a mask while traveling. I very lovingly told her that I was not going to be doing that. The 91st Psalm was a very great reassurance to me, for it promises us, quote, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways, end quote. This was the truth, and I could rely on it always, no matter where I was or what I was doing. While in airports, trains, and planes, I was steadfast in knowing that the only man I could see was God's perfect expression, and not one of us could be in danger of absorbing anything unlike good. Needless to say, the trip turned out to be a very harmonious and fruitful experience. I am so grateful to Christ Jesus and to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, for their example of how relying on the truth of man's being, that man is as perfect as his divine principle, God, heals and redeems mankind from all the ills that the belief of the flesh is heir to. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Benjamin, I'm sorry, that's Bruce. So much alike, really. (laughs) Well, I'm very thankful for Christian Science, endlessly thankful for our dear leader, Mary Baker Eddy. I'd like to say that uh, one of her hymns, one of her poems that's included in our hymnal, It's called the Communion Hymn. It starts out with three questions. Saw ye my Savior? Heard ye the glad sound? Felt ye the power of the word? And on numerous times I've looked that hymn poem over and asked, what am I seeing and hearing and feeling? And do do my have any uh, sense that I am actually sensing something from the realm of spirit? Or am I limited to just sensing things that come from the material senses? And uh, it helps me to say, yes, I can feel God's presence, hear him and feel him. But it reminded me of an experience I had a number of years ago where I was working on a carpentry project with some others in the church, and uh, things were not going well. We were having problems. And during that work work time, I was actually sent home with the instruction to study the article by Mr. Kratzer called The Law of Right Feeling. So I went home, I pulled out my book, Dominion Within, and looked for the chapter within it called the law of right feeling, and started reading. And I had 
read it and I reread it and read it over again, and it probably was about the third time through when I realized this was actually quite a blessing for me to be sent home and to have this opportunity to spend this time with this wonderful article where Mr. Kratzer went at length to describe that, yeah, there are many destructive feelings, and he lists many of them, including worry and anxiety and fear and many others, and explains clearly that those have no basis or foundation to be, and they most certainly cannot interfere with the true feelings of love, joy, peace, and confidence in good. I must have read and pondered this article multiple times, and I'm so, and found it very helpful. It settled me, but it caused me to get closer to God, which is exactly what I needed to do. And he uh, says towards the end of this article that maybe we can't avoid having to deal with difficulties and challenges, however, we should let nothing disturb the harmony of our feelings. And that pretty much settled the whole thing. And if I can say that Mr. Kratzer finished this article with a statement from Henry Drummond, where Mr. Drummond says, Jesus' life, outwardly, was one of the most troubled lives that was ever lived. Tempest and, tempest and tumult, tumult and tempest, the waves breaking over it all the time. And then he continues by saying, but the inner life was a sea of glass. The great calm was always there. At any moment, you might have gone to him and found rest. And I thought that really settled it for me, and I'm so thankful for it, because it gave me the picture of someone who saw, heard, and felt the omnipotent and strong, calm presence of our Heavenly Father, and it made me want to emulate that example much more. And I'm so thankful again for Christian science and for every experience that I've had that has caused me to draw closer to God. Thank you. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm so grateful for the support of my practitioner. Recently, I've been experiencing what Martha Wilcox calls the creeping things of growing older. My practitioner stated that this was not a reflection of who I really am, which is the image and likeness of God. And this statement covers so much. I'm so grateful for these truths and for all that Mary Baker provides in science and health. And I'm grateful for tonight's reading and for being here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude this evening for a healing of an irregular heartbeat by my Plainfield practitioner. It was something that I was occasionally aware of throughout many years, but it became more frequent and aggressive and sometimes would disrupt my nights. I was encouraged by other testimonies, especially those of heart issues on our website. 
I was given several items to work with and one I kept close to me and read often. It's from Mary Baker Eddy from Science and Health on page 151, which reads, quote, The blood, heart, lungs, brain, etc. have nothing to do with life, God. Every function of the real man is governed by divine mind. The human mind has no power to kill or cure, and it has no control over God's man. The divine mind that made man maintains his own image and likeness. End quote. I found listening to the audios on our website also very helpful, helpful in keeping my thoughts quiet and focused on the many promises of the Bible and Mrs. Aiden's writings, which are based on the Bible. One I listened to often was titled I Am by Bicknell Young. I was grateful for the support and instruction I received that helped me understand more my identity as God's child and brought me a closer feeling to God. I know that I had changes of character that came about, more joy, forgiveness, and less self-will. One day I realized I was not thinking of the condition and no longer suffered the symptoms. It is a great gift to be part of this church and its mission of healing, bringing pure Christian science to the world and a clear understanding of Mary Baker Eddy and her life through which we are given an understanding of the Bible and God. Thank you. Thank you. Carrie. <laughs> Thank you, Florence, for those fine readings. I'm so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering and giving us the science of Christianity and then explaining how, how to use it how to make it practical in our lives. Uh, last week, one evening uh, after dinner, uh, my stomach began to become very quite painful. And uh, very quickly, it became uh, quite unbearable. I don't know if it was food poisoning or the symptoms of the flu, but I... Uh, very soon became concerned that I might lose what I had for dinner that night. And then what came to me was uh, the statement in the Bible that says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And Mary Baker Reddy has a similar statement in our textbook, I'm not sure exactly, but something to the effect, resist evil error of every sort, and it will flee from you. And I immediately began to work to resist this suggestion. And I thought to myself, I, I very loudly, that this is, this is not of God. This is not good. Therefore, I don't have to have it, and I'm not going to have it. So get the heck out of my experience. And uh, I, I shouted mentally like that for a while. Um, and the pain persisted. And then I thought, wait a minute. My stomach is spiritual. It's not material. It has a divine purpose. 
and its divine purpose is to digest food for my benefit so that I can be of use to God and to mankind. And there is no power, there is nothing that has any power to interfere with God's divine purpose for my stomach. And I worked with that for a while, and the pain began to dissipate. I got ready for bed and went, went to bed early, still somewhat in pain, but working along those lines. And when there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that my stomach was perfect and that God loved me, I, I very shortly went to sleep, and I, I slept through the night, which I don't often do. <laughs> and when I awoke in the morning, I felt refreshed and with no pain whatsoever, and the pain did not return. I'm so grateful for this healing, so grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, and for what I am learning about Christian science in this church. And it's so good to be with you all here tonight. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Florence, for those, yeah, really inspiring readings and instructive. And thank God for Mary Baker Reddy, who's made, made my life more of... Uh, well, we can be involved in our lives, not just go through it, experience whatever is happening, but we have a major role in it. <clears throat> On the uh, carousel on our church's website is an article, I believe it's Evil Has No Origin, and I believe it's by Kratzer. Well, it is so clear and logical Sure, Mary Baker Eddy would be so happy. It's so similar to, I mean, of course it is, but it spells out clearly why God alone is, uh, and his creation is all that there is. Well, quite often I've been waking up late at night in pain, and and I've quickly turned to this, this in Genesis 1, argued that God made all that there is and nothing else, and it is good. There's no place for malicious animal magnetism because he didn't make it. Neither person or a thing, nor can it invert a person, a God's idea. And quickly, rather quickly, my peace is restored, and I, I feel certainly that the world is more at peace. But this, we're... We are in the army of God that Mary Baker Eddy has assembled. And it's like uh, all being lifted, I mean, woken to say, you know, get to work because you need it. It's a nice feeling. Uh, it's a great satisfaction that we can do something for <clears throat> any situation. It's a blessing. So I thank God for this church and our practitioners and all the inspired, inspired messages that are given. I thank Murray Baker Grady very much. Thank you. Thank you. 
Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm so grateful that when everything seems so gloomy, <laughs> Christian science does instruct us to remember our abiding in divine love. And its teaching help us to change our thinking upward and feel joy again. I have two testimonies tonight. The first one is from Germany. She says, I am very grateful for the 24-7 reading room on the Plainfield website and the diligent and thorough support to know each idea as God's idea. God made man, woman, and we express his love. Many thanks for my practitioner in guiding me in the right education of Christian science to love all as God's children inclusively and wholly. God leads us in our direction and we reflect this love and it blesses all like the rays of the sun. This means that I am in an indestructible relationship with God always and nothing can try to suggest otherwise. And she says, thank you so much for this Wednesday night meeting, and I will hear you tomorrow online. The second one is from D.C., from the same new person who, whose uh, testimony I read last week. She says, another healing I had occurred around the second week of December. Events heading into the Christmas holiday were becoming pretty busy for me and my family. We had started preparing for Christmas, and I had also just begun the probate process on my sister's estate when I came down with a bad case of bronchitis. In years past, such a bout of bronchitis would linger for two to three months, even with treatment from my doctor, and not knowing I had a choice, I would just let it run its course. This time, I decided to apply what I had been learning about Christian science, particularly from one of the round tables where Mrs. Singletary had shared Mrs. Evans's article, Evil Has No Local Habitation. I worked with the ideas shared in that article over the next few weeks, making it very personal. Evil has no location, local habitation. Evil has no location in anyone's chest or lungs. Evil has no name. It can't call itself bronchitis or cold or congestion. I also work with passages from the Bible such as, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made from Psalm 139. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. That's from Job 33. And the scientific statement of being. Within about three weeks, the coughing and irritation and other symptoms were all gone. Thank you to everyone at Plainfield for making Mrs. Eddy's teaching so readily available to all. And I must add that I am so grateful to God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, for this truth that will heal all mankind. Happy to be here tonight. Thank you. Jeremy. On page 113 of Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, Mary Baker Eddy wrote, quote, 
the vital part, the heart and soul of Christian science is love, end quote. I have been so grateful to come here and find this church's teachings and its practitioners and members to be so filled with love. This is what I sorely needed in 2013 when I first arrived, and it is what the entire world needs right now and always. I'm so thankful to God to have had the opportunity to find that Christ Christianity, which is Christian science, is ready to show every individual on earth that God loves them and that he has a place for everyone with no one excluded. Anyone looking for healing can find it here with a bit of effort on their part, just as anyone who feels weighed down by their past can find relief. Anyone who feels lost or left out, as I did, can come to Christian Science and prove for themselves that this is exactly what they are hoping Christianity would be. I'm so grateful for this church and for all I have learned here by regular study and practitioner support. Thank you. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I would just like to express my gratitude for something that's happened recently with with one of my dogs she started to display signs of of i don't even really want to say what it was because i don't want to give it any any uh reality but um i know that if i didn't have christian science i would probably have been straight onto the internet looking at the symptoms going to the vets and probably be told it was degenerative and um basically a life sentence for for my dog but instead i just Every time, every time I looked at her, but certainly every time the thought came, I just knew that it wasn't the truth for her, and uh, and that she, um, Mrs. Eddie, gives in a treatment for every day to know that you are perfect in God, and so I told her every day that she is perfect in God, and um, anyway, there haven't been any any signs for a while, and I'm so grateful, really, really grateful. It's um, wonderful, um, and I just wanted to. Uh, thank you for the discussion on Sunday's round table. Uh, that was March 26th um, about Mrs. Evans. Um, Mrs. Evans' book has helped me greatly and has probably been part of, of the healing with, with my dog as well. So, um, yeah, just uh, just say thank you for everything that you're doing at Plainfield. It's, it's such a, uh, a, a such a, a gift to, <laughs> to be able to have access to listen to uh, everything that you provide and, and to use the website and... Um, I am just so grateful for this. Thank you so much. Love to everyone. Good night. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank our Lord God Almighty for bringing me to Plainfield Independent a couple of years ago. Before coming here, I was left with a big question that needed to be answered. I knew the sublime truth of pure Christian science, Christ's absolute and irrefutable healing power and love, but I had heard whisperings in branch churches here of a thing called malpractice. So whilst my very soul knew the absolute truth of the power of the Christ in Christian science, these whisperings by adults in branch churches were very disconcerting. So when I got up some courage to ask a pure practitioner at this church about so-called malpractice, here is an excerpt of the inspired teaching that she shared with me, quote, 
The only way malpractice can reach you is if you become a malpractitioner, indulging in hatred, resentment, jealousy, etc., because at that point you have made a reality of evil in your own thought. We rebuke only from the standpoint of love. Then we drop it knowing God is at work to restore and to save. End quote. Well, that was inspired teaching. And for me, it was very clarifying and clear, very holy and true when she wrote those words to me, because this was exactly the truth that I was slowly and clumsily coming to understand as a result of wrestling with this foolish idea of so-called malpractice. From that day, the clarity of the teaching at this wonderful church has brought me so far forward in the understanding of Christian science. And to that old question of so-called malpractice, I have been taught to shout the truth of God's glory and lay all aggressive mental suggestion into oblivion with God's love. So for anyone who may be wondering about malpractice or indeed any kind of weirdness, there is quote-unquote no weirdness in Christian science or in this pure independent church. Our Lord God is mighty, filled with thoughts of love and love alone. Because as Mary Baker Eddy phrased it, quote, Human hatred has no legitimate mandate and no kingdom. Love is enthroned. I have found God's divine love to be our shield and shade. My ever thanks to my holy practitioner at this church for her strength in the Christ and her humour and her profound understanding of the pure Christian science revealed by Mary Baker Eddy. My ever thanks to all our holy practitioners, teachers, members and workers at this wonderful independent church. Thank you to our Father, Mother God for your love and patience with us all. Thank you, dear Christ Jesus, for your love and sacrifice. And thank you, Mary Baker Eddy, for the divine comforter that was promised in the Holy Bible. So much love to you all, dearest Plainfoot Independent. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. While well, watching the Chosen with church friends and also the story of Harriet Tubman, it came to me more clearly and a little differently than before that the miracles performed by Christ Jesus and the life of Harriet Tubman were indeed showing mankind that the kingdom of God is at hand. What looked like restoring health, saving people and life was the manifestation of all that really is, always and forever. We are told to do likewise, to heal, and if we are of one mind, we can do likewise. God controls man and his universe in harmony and immortality. That's the first edition of Mary Baker Eddy. So I pray diligently now and to continue to pray for myself and all Christians to unite and love one another 
I see this realization as a healing step in my understanding of Christian science and applying it to all life situations. I am grateful for this independent church, how the essence and the spiritual meaning of the Bible is taught, applying Mrs. Eddy's teachings in science and health with key to the scriptures, the continued practitioner support, and my church family. Thank you. Thank you. Linda, to close our meeting tonight, will you please introduce the last hymn? Hymn number 58. Father, we thy loving children lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou wilt keep us ever in thy blessed way. Thou art love and thou art wisdom. Thou art life and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall neither faint nor fall. Hymn number 58.